1: Great to be back with you folks it's exciting with me as always my friend Stephanie Stephanie what's going on man
2: Well um life is crazy right now Doug God's had me on a very sad roller coaster but that's where that's where i am so
1: just for purposes of you guys we can't give you exact information but just pray for stephanie she had some health issues and they're okay now she's getting better and and part of the health issues were caused by a lot of hurt in her life earlier on nothing going on right now so just hang in there for stephanie with prayers and we do appreciate the prayers don't we stephanie yes we do and and the problem with having PTSD and being through what folks with PTSD go through, like, like Stephanie and I, and like many of you listening, is sometimes uh, when you have to bring these things up and go through them again, it's the worst trigger in the whole wide world. And so I've been triggered a little bit lately as well. Different things in my life. And, uh, so, but this is, you know, God's bringing us through this. So I'm pretty cool with that. And Stephanie actually had to go to the doctor and, and everything's going better. And, uh, so things are moving along and. Debbie's actually been out with Stephanie for a week or something. So I get her back uh, Friday morning around 10 30, I guess. And man, I can't, you know, I can't blame her for making the house dirty. I did, I've been trying to get the boys over here to get, be able to blame them for a dirty house and they won't come over. They're like, they know what's going on, man. They're like, mm-hmm. let's meet somewhere and eat dad. <laughs> yep. So I'm having to clean up behind myself.
0: So, Aww.
1: so anyway, Stephanie, here we are. We, We usually go with word of the day, as you folks know who are listening, Stephanie knows. But what we did is we decided to go ahead and go with those types of people who suffer from PTSD. So last week we went through abused children, battered women, raped adults, military veterans, Firefighters and police are first responders. And the last category, and it's boy, the timing is perfect with Stephanie back with us, uh, is Christian workers getting PTSD. And 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 so you know, Stephanie's been very upfront. She's got complex PTSD. She got PTSD from some uh, you know stuff in her life that happened earlier on, uh, and then she's got PTSD from being a Christian worker. And so, Stephanie, just in case. Uh, nobody knows, or they're living in a bubble, or they just came on this podcast, just as you'll remember, Stephanie, in 2018, went to uh, the Mission Field Cameroon with her husband Charles and their eight children, and Charles was shot down in front of her, uh, martyred, and, uh, and everything you can imagine, trying to keep Charles alive, trying to take care of her son Charles. Them driving all over the place and forever looking for a hospital. So I said all that, Stephanie, just to say this: Christian workers with PTSD, people you came across in Africa and life. I mean, I'm showing about ten percent. Do you think that number is accurate?
2: No, no, not at all. I think the number's way higher than that.
1: Yeah, and we've yeah. we've talked about people, right? That have PTSD. A lot of oh, people. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, and there and I have met so many. Um, talked with a lot of missionary wives who um, have PTSD. Some of which will admit, some of it, some of them won't, and that's okay. Um, if anything, if anything, God has taught me a lot in the last four years of what grace means, and to understand how much God has had grace on me. When I wasn't willing to, um, you know, wasn't willing to come to terms with reality or wasn't willing to come to terms with what things really are, God's had grace. And so learning to have grace has been huge. And when in helping somebody else who's been through something and it really hurts to call things up yeah. for what they are. Yeah. And it, it's almost like you you traumatize yourself by doing that. And right. I think that's a lot of times why people can't admit to what things are because it's admitting that I have been broken way worse. You know, you go into survival mode. Yeah. And so when you have to come to that point of admitting what something is, it's really hard.
1: Yeah. So as you can tell, folks, these, these things are... Um, are ripe all the time with those of us with PTSD and, um, emotion. And I've told you guys in the past that, uh, Stephanie and I have our impasse. We have great empathy for people and we're a little bit of emotional creatures. We laugh and cry pretty easy. <laughs> so, um, and I'm not laughing at Stephanie's crying right now. I'm laughing because I'd be crying with her and there's got to be one person who's not crying on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that, uh, uh, these things are hard and, you know, Christian workers and, 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 Stephanie, you know, I don't think we're going in another direction and you and I know a ton of missionaries. We know missionaries, name it, beat, raped, hurt, abused, forgotten, left behind, whatever. I mean, we could, we could name probably a hundred things that you and I have dealt with missionaries with in the past couple of years, just being honest and, uh, uh, people we love and care about and we'll keep on working with people. We're honored to do it. And obviously, yes. uh, but you know, something that people always forget, Stephanie, and, and, uh, or we just don't talk about it a whole lot is there's a whole lot of people you left in Cameroon and that are left around the world in countries that are native to their country. And can we even imagine what their PTSD levels are like?
2: No, no. I've been corresponding with a missionary lady overseas, and it's ironic because she has no idea what I'm going through right now. And, um, I woke up this morning and she had sent me a message at midnight, not having a clue that at midnight, I woke myself up because I was crying out and it woke my, you know, when you wake yourself up because you're in the middle of a panic attack and, um, she had no idea, but I woke up this morning to a text or a message from her that came through at that time last night saying, for some reason, you're really heavy on my heart and I'm praying for you and whatever you're going through right now. And you know, here's a lady that herself is going through mm. being on the mission field, dealing with all of this trauma. Mm. And yeah. And and she ministered to me, you know, and that's that's honestly the beauty to me of working, whether it's missionaries overseas or people overseas or people here, but where you have a bond. It's almost like when when someone else has been broken, you cr- you have more of a bond with them than someone you know who hasn't been broken because you God builds a bond there because of your brokenness, you know what, where that becomes such such a big piece of the puzzle.
1: Yeah yeah and, and I think that almost makes us um, you know what makes us better human beings. Uh, becoming the bond and looking out for one another. So God's trials over and over again, we know that God's trials, number one, are to get us closer to God. Number two is to get other people closer to the Lord. And I think that, you know, you talking to this lady and her not knowing what's going on, but she's so close to God through her trials uh, that she's thinking about Stephanie, who's back in the United States who's, you know, who's going through her own trials right now. And, and all of us are, I mean, trials never end, stuff never ends. And, and, uh, you know, I, again, folks, as we talk about Christian workers, so many have PTSD. I've met pastors, I've met missionaries, I've met Christian school teachers. I mean, we could go through the list. So what I'm saying, be nice to each other. You have no idea what they're going through and, and, uh, be careful out there. You know, don't, develop something before you get to know somebody in your own mind, just because they're a little different people with PTSD are a little different. And yeah, so, they really <laughs> are. yeah. So just be patient, be patient with us. And
2: well, and, and understanding, you know, and because I've got a lot of stuff that's fresh things that normally wouldn't, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, where, where depending on what trauma you're dealing with or what situation especially if you have multiple traumas that you have different triggers and it's like you have different triggers for each set of traumas yeah. and so when you've been through in my case you know when you're dealing with something specifically where God's making you open up a new box and he's making you call it out um mm. you know what i'm saying like where yeah. that's He's making you come to terms with something. And in a sense, yes, he's breaking you again, not because he hates you, but because he's trying to transform you. But that process is hard. And so you you deal with all these new triggers that maybe you never viewed as a trigger, but suddenly they become one because of what you're dealing with at that time. And so it's, like I said, grace, that, that word has, God keeps bringing that word to my mind because... Without it, we would be lost. But understanding that he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And because of that, Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And understanding that because of God's grace being there and his promise that he will be strong when we are weak, it just changes everything. It, it changes perspective. It gives you courage to face a new day, courage to, to do things that might kill you. They might kill you, mm. but you do it because you have to, Yeah. because that's what God's called you to do. And that's that doesn't make it fun and it doesn't make it easy. Yeah. But it's choosing, you know, it's choosing that, Okay, Lord Jesus, I'm taking you at your word because in the end, your word is the only thing I have that's steadfast and true.
1: Jesus, take the wheel. Hey, folks, I hate to do this to you now, but you know what time it is. We got to run over and uh, let our radio stations do and play what they have to do and play. Hang on. Hey, thanks for hanging in there with us. And Stephanie, we find ourselves in the Book of Proverbs. Sorry that this is a, a time where we get a little bit emotional, but we do that once in a while, and uh, you guys know that. Most of you have been listening to us for a few days know that we do that. So anyway, we're we're in the twenty third Proverbs. Yes,
2: it has it has been said that I am way too emotional, and that probably is true. <laughs> yeah.
1: Stephanie's a total emotional person, as am I. And we're both empaths, and I don't know if having a bunch of empathy for people and being emotional is hooked together. I don't know anything, uh, but I do know that uh, we're honored to be with you guys. And we're, here we are in the twenty-third proverb, and we're in verse number nine as we move along through the twenty-third chapter, and and uh, it says, "Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words." And uh, you know, it assumes that. And in, in my mind, this verse is assuming that we're going to speak to somebody who's not wise. So, you know, so in the army in army vernacular, or I was thinking about this a little bit earlier today. Um, and in army terms, there were certain people you could speak to uh, to get the job done. There were certain people you chose not to speak to. And then there were certain people you spoke to to get the word out like if you wanted to get back or somebody or something like that. Well, God's saying, uh, you know, we're not to speak to a fool because uh, <laughs> anything we try to say that's wisdom to a fool or someone who's acting like a fool. And, folks, we can transition from being a normal person to being a knucklehead. I do it seven or eight times a day, but I think this is talking about somebody in the state of total foolishness. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that person's going to despise the wisdom of your words. So even if you say, you know, it might be better if we do this or whatever, they're going to despise that. And and yeah. Stephanie, we know a lot of people like this. They despise yeah. wisdom. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and when you reach that point of literally the word despise is strong because it is strong. And it should be because when you despise, um, I think of, oh, I'm trying to think of the reference. Is it Philippians eight? Um, the wisdom that's from above, Yeah, well, it's, in James. It's, it's James. Yeah.
1: Because four, um, eight, it starts. Yeah. Finally,
2: no my finally brother wants over things are true, honest, just all yeah,
1: that. Yeah. Um,
2: which, which plays into it too, because that's a part of wisdom. Yeah. But, um, in James where it talks about the wisdom that's from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, all of that. Um, and so when that's, when, when you despise that, when you despise that wisdom from above, because that is wisdom, um, it is, and and true wisdom will always be based on that on that guidebook that God's given us. And um, if you despise that, that means you hate what God is trying to give you, and that is that's very serious because of the fact when you reach that point, you've reached a point of. I know, I can't remember the the exact reference, but where God talks about turning you over to your own destruction. Um, Because at that point, it's like Pharaoh, where he hardened his heart for so long. And then God hardened his heart because Pharaoh had crossed that line. He had crossed that line of being a fool to a level where now God was actually hardening his heart to lead him to destruction. And so that's a very, very serious thing.
1: Yeah. And, and, And folks, let me tell you what, we can get to a place, if we're not careful, where we don't choose our counselors, <laughs> and there's wisdom in consul. There's wisdom in the right kind of consul, and, and to have those counselors. Now, I know 10 and 11 go together. I just don't think we'll get to both of them, but I'm going to go ahead and start with 10, and we'll probably revisit it tomorrow on Tuesday. But it says, remove not uh, the old landmark, and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. And we know we talked about removing not the ancient landmark a little while ago of being— it was basically God gave out land to Israel and kings, and they gave out land, and there were stones left, and they would try to make this pointed area that said, this is my area. And sadly, one of the things that were going on at this time is people would move the rocks to have a more favorable position to get to water or have a little more crops or or something like that, or you know, be closer to the road, whatever the case may be. And so we're using an example of that old landmark, and we talked about that in Proverbs 22 and the ancient landmark in 28. Um, and and then it's saying, and enter into the fields of the fatherless. And so uh, as you read into that, you know, often, you know, they always need special attention and protection. And sadly, uh, some now, understand when when they're talking about fatherless here everybody believes they're really talking about being complete offense no mom no dad and a lot of weird things can happen in that type of an environment so don't enter into that field and i got to read 11 stephanie there's no way i can have this conversation (laughs) without reading 11 but we'll still finish at the for your radio station don't worry we're still going to finish in time but it says for their redeemer is mighty he shall plead their cause with thee and uh, uh so the often and all who are vulnerable have this special protector mm-hmm. and uh this it's it's a powerful relative it's more powerful than anyone else has they you know god takes up the cause of the fatherless and the orphans god takes that you know god's got that worked out and, and we won't want to be in a position uh you know, we don't want to worry about that. So we enter not into the, uh, nor enter the fields there. We don't try to do something that God's doing and that God's got in place. Or uh, I guess that's where I'm going with this, Stephanie. They've got a mighty redeemer and uh, he's going to please plead the cause with thee. He's going to prompt our hearts to do things. He's going to prompt their hearts to do things and he's going to care for them using other folks, I guess, right? Yes. And
2: this, this is, these kinds of passages are very precious to me because of the fact that my kids have been without an earthly father for almost four years and to see it, see all the ways that God has watched over my children. Yeah. And he has taken care of them as fatherless and has, I believe answered their prayers sometimes to my shame prayers that I thought were not funny. Um, I don't want to say that that's very, not the right word, but that I didn't take seriously enough as their mother.
1: There's irony there almost. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You
2: almost are like all oh, that prayer is so cute or that prayer. Well, God could do that. But even, <laughs> even down to finding something where they you know, They'll come to me and be so excited because they'll be like, mommy, I look for such and such and our house could be way more organized. I am the first one to admit that, (laughs) Um, but there's times, a lot of times, most of the time that things are not always in their exact place and that's okay, but it it results in things getting lost sometimes. (laughs) And there's been different things with different ones of the kids, not just one in particular where they'll come to me excited and say, I lost such and such, or I couldn't find it. And I had looked everywhere and I prayed and asked Jesus and I found it right away. I found it. And those are the things that I believe this is talking about where God is their redeemer. He does plead their cause. He cares about even their little things like the number of hairs on their head. And, and I do, I do tremble. I honestly do tremble and it breaks my heart in a sense, but um, I it shouldn't because they're fools if they do this. But I tremble for people that go after the fatherless.
1: Yeah, me too.
2: Because when you reach that point, you have reached a point of you're standing up against God Himself when you do that, and that is a scary thing because God does take this stuff seriously.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and very seriously, he's the champion of their cause. He's, He's our champion, you know, and even those of us dealing with PTSD and those of us dealing with these things of life, sometimes we're so let down by people and on a regular basis. I had a... Uh, you know, I had a quick doctor's appointment this morning that didn't turn out to be so quick. They always make you wait. And I, I said, well, I'm going to stop real quick at Starbucks. You know, Stephanie won't mind. And, you know, that, that one-minute uh, Starbucks stop turned into 10 with this lady telling me about all the things she's going through in life. And I, I felt like it was kind of a divine appointment, you know. Um, but this is what I know. I had to remind her, she claimed to be a Christian, gave me a good testimony that people are going to continuously let her down people are going to continuously let me down. Mm -hmm. We're all uh, humans. We have a champion. You know, the greatest champion of all time that's out there for all of us. God is our intercessor. There's so much. And I know, you know, I know what's going on here. The Solomon's conversation that's going on, but there's much more to this verse than just that. It's just understanding that we have a champion, no matter where we are in life, we've got a great God who looks out for us, who cares for us, who loves us, who's going to see us through. And, uh, and he's going to do that. He's got our backs and it doesn't matter where we're at, where you listen to this. So many of you folks are overseas as we look at this apolitics. I know you're missionaries over there, uh, probably a whole quarter of our listening audience are overseas missionaries or at least a fifth. And, uh, I want you to know that our prayers are with you here. Our thoughts are with you here. And, uh, and you serve a great God who's mighty and, uh, Right now, that mighty God, that wonderful champion is fighting your cause. Well, hey, listen, folks, we love you. Make sure you get signed up for our Camp Joy camp. We're all excited about that. It's always a special time for us. I usually take Sam out to eat. They usually take me out to eat. There's multiple birthdays going on that week. There's great things going on. You want to be there. Go out to Camp Joy website, Camp Joy Wisconsin. If you have a problem, get on the phone and call them up. They'll help you with it. We want to see you signed up. We're looking forward to seeing some old friends, new friends, and all of you like. Please listen to every word. Brother Eric's going saying, Hey, when you go out there today with that smile that only God can give you, thank you. God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at help for wounded spirits or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.